So I made an offer on my dream home and it was accepted. Now I can just sit back, relax and start packing, right? Well, not exactly. There is one really big hurdle to get over, the home inspection. The number one reason why real estate transactions fall through. It's a really important component. In fact, it's the largest item on the Arkansas real estate contract. But when does the home inspection take place? How long does the buyer have to do a home inspection and can the buyer back out of the transaction if there are too many repairs? By the way, who pays for those repairs? Can the buyer renegotiate the terms of the contract in lieu of the repairs? These are all really great questions and we're gonna talk about each one of them. I'm Eric Hutchinson and I'm the principal broker and owner of Hutchinson Realty. Welcome to episode five of Real Estate Talk for Northwest Arkansas. I have a couple of my real estate colleagues with me today. Hey friends, why don't you go around and introduce yourselves? Hello everyone, my name is Cole Eady. I'm a realtor here with Hutchinson Realty and I've lived here in Northwest Arkansas for almost five years and been a realtor for a little over a year now. Hi, my name is Sandy Wellesley. I'm an executive broker here at Hutchinson Realty and I have been in the real estate industry for um, almost 23 years now. Well, thanks guys for being here and talking with me about these real estate topics. Before we get into the topics, let's let our listeners know how many houses are for sale. Today is Tuesday, April 11th, 2023, and there are approximately 1,400 houses for sale in Northwest Arkansas, but we're only going to look at the five largest towns, and I've asked Cole to go over those with us today. So Cole, why don't you take overs and tell us how many houses are for sale in our five largest towns here in Northwest Arkansas. Arkansas. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Eric. All right, guys, this is just going to be residential homes for sale in Northwest Arkansas, not townhouses or condos, just residential. And we'll start with Fayetteville first. So Fayetteville right now has 212 homes for sale. 92 are new, 120 are resale. The median list price is 459000 and the price per square foot is $210. Next, we'll do Springdale. Springdale, there's 119 homes for sale. 32 are new, 87 are resale. The median list price is 465000 and the price per square foot is $200. Next, we'll do Rogers. There are 129 homes for sale. 24 are new, 105 is the resale. The median list price is 557000 and the price per square foot is $217 a square foot. Next, we'll do Bentonville. Bentonville, there are 209 homes for sale. 105 are new, and 104 are resale. The median list price is 475,000, and the price per square foot is $198. Next, we'll do Bella Vista. There are currently 174 homes for sale in Bella Vista. 105 are new, and 69 are resale. The median list price is 391,000, and the price per square foot is $201. And with all five towns in Northwest Arkansas, there are 843 listings, 357 are new, and 486 are resale. The median list price is $450,000, and the price per square foot is $205. Thanks so much, Cole, for going over that information. I find a lot of things interesting about that data. One, 
is that how many new construction houses there are compared to resale. Now, part of that's because of our low inventories, but still there are almost half of the houses in Northwest Arkansas that are for sale are new construction houses, which messes with our price per square foot a little bit. But anyway, I just find that that is a curious thing. And so hopefully our inventories will continue to increase. So I have asked Sandy to do a little bit of research. And so she's looked up a local lender to give us kind of our interest rates because our interest rates have been fluctuating greatly throughout this year. So Sandy, tell us a little bit about our interest rates and maybe the different loan types there. Okay, awesome. Um, this is uh, one of our local lenders and these are rates as of this morning, April 11th, 2023. Um, a conventional 30-year fixed is available at 6.75%. A conventional 15-year fixed available at 6%. FHA 30-year fixed is 6.375%. And a VA 30-year fixed is also 6.375%. So that's really interesting that we're none of them are below 6%. Right. Which is fascinating because last week I looked and there were some, there were the government loans were actually at the 5.875. And this week they are now above 6% again. Mm -hmm. It's really weird how that, how that happens, but they fluctuate almost daily. So I want to encourage the listener to, you know, if the interest rates aren't good today, wait till tomorrow or <laughs> give us a call and we can always check for you. Or if you've got a lender, you can always check with them. And I've also found that the lending institutions are very in their interest rates. Some of them, I mean, not a lot, but some of them are higher than others and some of them are lower than others. So I always encourage buyers to ask for three different loan um, quotes from different lenders. They, and, and you'll find that some of those are lower or higher. And you should also ask for what's my closing cost going to be because of the closing costs uh, for one lender may be higher than the other. So anyway, those are just some things to keep in mind. So let me ask you guys, uh, we're going to be talking about a really important um, item on the uh, Arkansas real estate contract, which um, I love this topic because if there's going to be something that kills a deal, uh, kills a transa transaction, it's almost always the home inspection. And so we're going to go to page nine of the Arkansas real estate contract, and we're going to be talking about items 16A and 16B. So, um, Sandy, I'm going to go back to you, and why don't you cover 16A and kind of give us a little bit of definition of what that is. I think it's going to be familiar, at least the word is going to be familiar with buyers and sellers, but sometimes I think there's a little bit of a misconception. Right. So under the inspection and repair paragraph, if you check um, option A, um, that basically says you're buying the property as is, where is, with all faults, period. And that's the end of that sentence. Um, you, the, it says the buyer acknowledges and agrees to voluntarily waive and decline any right to further inspect or require repair of the property. So you don't even have the right to inspect it any further. You're done. You're buying it just exactly as it sits. Congratulations. <laughs> not surprisingly, this is not the option that your uh, realtor is going to recommend to you. So. so what's the real danger there? Well, I mean, the danger there is that 
most of us are not knowledgeable enough as individuals to walk through a home and to be able to spot the things that are red flags. There are certain things that we may know to look for. Is there water damage on the ceiling? You know, things like that. But there are, um, I believe they're called latent defects in a property that the normal layperson would not be able to pick those defects out and know that there was a problem. So you, you just, it's just not a good thing to do. We understand what you say when you want to buy it as is. I just want to buy it as is. Okay, well, we're still going to check B because that gives you the right to inspect it. So just right. so you know, all the things. So, Cole, would you hear that as is, and I don't know, whenever you bought your first house, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you got a home inspection, right? So um, what do what do you think that most buyers and sellers think of whenever they hear the word as is? I mean, what, what do you think the, the goal is there? Someone says, hey, I'm, I'll buy your house as is. Do you think... What do you think? Do you think that they mean that they're that they don't want to do any kind of home inspection, or how do you? What's your interpretation of that? Uh, I, thank you so much, Eric. I feel like whenever I hear that um, you're buying the home like it says as is, basically meaning how you see the house in its current condition, you're buying it in that condition. So, like if there's a like a uh, a leaky faucet, or there or there's possibly mold in the house, or something's wrong with the home. You know, you, you don't you don't know. You're just looking at it from the outside and inside. I'm like, oh, it's a beautiful home. We'll just buy it as is. But you you know, you if you choose that and you get in, buy your house and you get in there and a month goes by, I'm like, wow, um, we we got mold in the house. Now you're going to be liable and responsible to fix that. So, yeah, I think that there's a misconception, um, and and I think it goes with most people that aren't in real estate. I mean, you and I and Sandy know what that word means and how serious that word is. But I think that most buyers and sellers don't know that. I think that they think, well, that just means that the buyer's not going to ask for any repairs. Okay. Now that's a different thing. That doesn't mean that the buyer, I mean, most buyers want to get the home inspection for those things that they can't see. I'll never forget the first time I heard about the anti-tip uh, on a stove. You know what I'm talking about? Right. So there's an anti-tip device that keeps the stove from falling. So, you know, most stoves have a little door that opens up forward and a little kid can step or jump on that door and that stove will fall forward onto that child. And it's a really, apparently that's happened. There's a real danger of that happening. And so they put in an anti-tip device. And so I've saw these this started to come up on these home inspections that they there was a missing an anti-tip device, which may not be a big deal to someone who doesn't have kids, but to someone who has a little two or three-year-old that's just learning how to walk and they see the stove door open, or maybe they open the door and get on it, that could really do damage to that child. And so anyway, just some things like that. And of course, we talked about mold and uh, it's amazing. So, and next week, we'll talk to a home inspector, but they have these devices that can tell whether or not there's any moisture behind the wall without actually opening up the wall, which is to me just amazing. So well, I'll tell you what, let's go to 16B and Cole, uh, this is a really long paragraph, but in general, let's, let's talk about this. A buyer buys the house and, you know, they kind of wipe the sweat off their brow and they think, oh, I've, I've got my house. Yay. And then the realtor says, well, you need to do a home inspection. So walk me through that a little bit and just saying how how long does the buyer have to do the home inspection? 
Thank you, Eric. Uh, yes, sir. So when we check uh, 16B, the buyer will have 10 business days to get a home inspection done. If the home inspection is not done within the 10 business days, then basically you default on the home inspection. You'll, be, you'll If you purchase it, you'll be buying it as is. So what's a business day? What does uh, that mean? Like Monday through Friday, Saturdays and Sundays right. typically aren't business days. So 10 business days equals how many calendar days? Uh, be 10 or Two weeks, basically. Two weeks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it'd be Monday through Friday twice. So we got 14 calendar days. And again, not including holidays. We just had a holiday. And so if the banks are closed, the post offices are closed, it's not considered a business day. And so, you know, and that's really important. So let's say that the the buyer, you know, they, they're really excited about their new home and they they forget to get the home inspection within that 10-day period. What happens then? They basically waive their right for home inspection. And that's a that's a real problem. And I will tell you, and, and Sandy, I don't know about you, but I've had this happen several times where either the realtor didn't tell the buyer or the buyer just forgot. And then they they got to, I mean, you know, day nine, day, business day nine, and they were like, oh, we need to schedule the home inspection. And I'm like, well, you got 24 hours to get this done. And then they're like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I'm like, uh, did you read the contract? Right. So have you ever had that happen where either other other realtor didn't uh, do it within the time period or or you didn't? I've never had that come up. I mean, thankfully, thankfully. Yeah. But I've, I've had home inspections that have been done on day nine, but that's because the inspectors were scheduled so tightly that that's the only time they could get it. I've never had anyone forget or not schedule that late so well I know that you're very thorough in your when you represent your clients and so but I will tell you I've had other realtors I've, of course I've been doing this for you know 26 years and I have had other realtors that that tried to submit a inspection repair addendum which we'll talk about that here in just a moment they'll try to submit that after that 10-day period period and the the seller can accept that if they want to, but most of them don't because there's usually repairs that are on that list. So anyway, that's just a really interesting thing. So if you are listening and you are currently under contract or you're thinking about buying a home, know that there is a 10 business day time period. And if you do not submit your request for repairs during that time period, then you are basically buying the house in as-is condition, which means that you really have forfeited your right to even get a final walkthrough, which is really a big deal. So let me ask you this, Cole. Um, I see you had a question as well or had a comment, but let me ask you this, and you can make your comment as well. So what happens if there are no repairs? What if the what if the buyer says they go through and the home inspector and by the way when you hire a home inspector I have yet to find one that didn't find something wrong with the property but if they don't find anything wrong or the buyer says you know what it, you know there's a floor squeak or there's not really anything that's serious in nature so I'm not going to ask for any requests let's just let's just move forward so what does the buyer do? Do we still submit an addendum or do we just say, okay, you call the other realtor, no repairs? I mean, what, how, how does that work? I, I, I believe that we would still submit an addendum um, because, um, like I said, you don't want to buy it as is. I was wanting to comment, uh, going back to um, the home inspection, uh, or not the home inspection, just the communication with the home inspection I haven't been doing real estate for that long, but the big thing that I've seen um, that separates good realtors from bad realtors is communication. And I've 
when me and my wife bought a home, our realtor was really communicative. She let us know what was going on. I feel like that's why people out there listening need to hire a good realtor, especially like for a home inspection to keep you up to, hey, you got 10 business days. We don't want you to forget your home inspection. That way you get it. That way you don't have to buy the home as is. And all of us here at Hutchinson Realty would love to help you with that. And we, we would definitely be communicating with you 24-7. Absolutely. So I just recently took a anniversary trip with my wife to Hawaii. And I know you guys are just angry with envy. But uh, <laughs> I will tell you that we went and we had a little, we, we took a, a few tours. And we had this little application that was a gave us a tour guide. It's called Gypsy Guide. By the way, it's a fantastic application on your phone. And it ties into your GPS. And as you drove by certain sites or he he knew that the, the application knew that we were coming up. They said, there, there's this parking lot up here and you might want to stop. There's a beautiful waterfall. And if we didn't stop there and pay, oh, I see you didn't want to go there. Okay, well, let's move on. <laughs> and he actually gave us a tour as we were moving on. And it was so awesome to have someone guiding us. Right. On our trip, we went to this thing called the Road to Hana, and it took us all day, and it was a little tiny two-lane road, and the bridges were one-lane bridges, and it was just, it was really complicated. We went through the whole day, but we had this little tour guide, and that's really, I'm simplifying the process a little bit, but it's, that's what a realtor does, is we guide you through this process. And um, it's really nice to have someone say, hey, okay, this is the next step that we need to be doing. And so don't forget, this is what you need. You need to be calling your insurance, which we haven't covered that yet, but you need to call your insurance company to make sure the house is insurable because believe it or not, there are some houses that are not insurable. So anyway, just some really good things there. So Sandy, um, so let's, let's talk about this real briefly. So uh, we get the home inspection and the buyer submits, you know, repairs and says, I want to get, uh, I want to, I've got a leaky faucet. Uh, we have got a uh, cabinet door that does not shut well. Uh, maybe the, the stool in the master bedroom is not, is, is continuing to run. And so it's not functioning properly. And the heating and air conditioning doesn't work. Anyway, there's several things on this list. And uh, you, as a good realtor would do, is you would submit all these repairs on an inspection, repair, and survey addendum, and you send that over to the other realtor, okay? So two questions. One, how long does the seller have to respond to that request? And what are the seller's options? Um, you know, do they have to take care of the repair? Can they refuse the repairs? And what maybe some other options that sometimes happens? Okay, so once the seller receives that list of repairs, they have five business days in order to respond to that list. Um, and sellers have a lot of options, actually, once they get it. They can agree to the repairs. They can agree to some of the repairs. They can agree to none of the repairs. <laughs> you know, you kind of go, they kind of take it one by one, I think. And I've run into sellers who will do things that are, like leaky faucets, things like that. But I've also had things like cosmetic issues that show up on an inspection and repair and the seller refused to pay for those things. And that's okay. This is all negotiable at this point between the buyer and the seller. Okay. But let's say you've got a seller who is pressed for time and they are trying so hard to get packed and get out of town, whatever their motivation is, Sometimes they will offer the buyer money in lieu of repairs. Now, if it's a cash deal, 
the seller can literally write a check from himself to the buyer for the amount of those repairs or for a comparable amount, whatever they agree upon. If, however, that loan is going through a lender, the buyer is using a lender, then the seller can offer to reduce the price of the home. He can also um, offer to pay some of the buyer's closing costs in lieu of repairs. And that's how that gets handled. So there, there are a lot of options once the seller gets that list. So um, I like how you said initially that if it's a cash deal, which by the way, the great majority of deals are not cash deals, but right. if it's a cash deal, I mean, it can, there's all kinds of negotiating that can happen. But if there is a bank involved, especially a government loan that's involved, then the more people you have involved, the more complicated it gets. So the lender has restrictions and requirements. And even though it's legal for the seller to give the buyer money for repairs, they do not want to see anything about repairs on what we call the settlement statement, which is the thing that the buyer and the seller sign at closing. They don't want to see anything about repairs. And so they don't allow that. Even though it's legal, they don't allow a credit for repairs. And so what we do to help with that is one of two things. We either usually have the seller pay for the buyer's closing costs, which typically the buyer's closing cost is around 3% of whatever the loan is. So if the loan's $100,000 and closing closing costs are around $3,000. So that usually can encompass the great majority of repairs if the buyer hasn't asked for repairs already. And the second thing that you can do that usually works is lower the purchase price. Now, I will tell you that I actually like both of those options for the buyer, because that means that the buyer waits until after closing, and then they get to hire the repair guy to come out, and they get to supervise that repair. Now, I will tell you, many times the buyer goes, nope, I want those repairs done before I close. Well, then what happens is, is the day of closing, the buyer does what we, what we call as a final walkthrough. They go through the house, they're so excited, we get to close, we get our keys today, and they had asked for all those repairs to be done, and they go into the, the master bedroom into the bathroom and say, okay, the toilet was running and they go in there and the toilet's not running, but they see this big old roll of duct tape around the pipe and they see that the seller fixed it by using duct tape. And they're like, uh, this really isn't what I had intended for repairs. <laughs> and they're like, I want it really fixed by a plumber. Well, guess what? Then you, you don't get to close. Okay. If you want that done, the seller should have done it correctly but they didn't. They, they just wrapped some duct tape around the, the pipe. Well, that's not the way it should have been fixed. So we get into that problem whenever the seller decides they want, they get to hire the person that fixes it or they fix it themselves. And then the buyer comes back in and re-inspects it at the final walkthrough. And then the deal falls through because the repairs weren't done correctly. So I actually like it whenever there's compensation to the buyer for those repairs and then let the buyer choose what they want repaired. Sometimes it's such a minor item that they don't even get it repaired. Sometimes they can fix it themselves. And so it gives the buyer some options and they get to supervise that repair. So I really like that option, but sometimes buyers just don't want to mess with it either and they require the seller. And so what I would recommend is that you request when you request those repairs request for receipts uh, that way we know that a professional person has actually done the repair and we see those receipts and so anyway those are just some things that are interesting so let's talk about this let's say Cole if a buyer says you know what uh, my home inspector found mold 
or my home inspector uh, found a settlement crack that seems to be active and it's really a crack in the foundation and there's a problem. I want to back out of the deal. Now, can the buyer back out of the deal for home inspection? And if they do, how, how does that happen? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they can. Um, they would have to, uh, you'd have to have an addendum uh, signed by both the buyer and seller to back out. I think it's termination addendum. Um, and so uh, that's how that would go. Absolutely correct. So if a buyer says, you know what, too many repairs, and I, I just don't want this house anymore. And that happens. If, like I said, the number one reason is home inspection. So a buyer says, you know what? I'm, so you would not submit an inspection, repair, and survey addendum. You would submit a termination addendum. Now, again, this has to fall within that 10 business day time period. Because after that, if they wait till after the 10 business days, they don't get the option to back out for home inspection. And so, anyways, really, really important. And this is such a big item. So we're about ready to run out of time. And so what I want to do is extend this to our next episode. And next week, we're actually going to have a home inspector here. I'm really excited about talking to him. And we'll talk a little bit more about that inspection, repair, and survey addendum. So did any of you guys have any other comments or questions or anything that you want to talk about? I just wanted to say when me and my wife were buying our home and we went through all this, uh, we would not have known what to do without a good realtor. So I just cannot stress enough to the listeners out there to find you a good realtor that communicates to you, that, that just guides you through every step of the way. Because me and my wife would have had a terrible time dealing with this without a good realtor. And so I'm just thankful we had one at the time. Great discussion today, guys. Hey, if you are listening today and you think that you are ready to start this buying process, why don't you reach out to us at info at hutchrealty.com or you can go to our website at hutchrealty.com where you can view every listing in Northwest Arkansas and you can view all 23 of our agents and their profiles. They are ready and willing to help. We are all here to help you through your next real estate transaction. Hey, if you like this podcast, don't forget to leave us a positive review and come back next week when we will be interviewing an, an actual home inspector to see what he does to ensure that your next home functions correctly. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.